welcome to Pain Has Purpose with No Limitations. I want to thank you guys for joining us tonight. It's been a while since we've all gotten together and just had a good old-fashioned powwow. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for this day. We thank you, Lord, for this day that you have given us this so that you get all the glory in all that we do. We thank you, Lord, because according to your word, you said the steps of a righteous man are ordered by you. And Father, we thank you for ordering our steps. We thank you that we have the ear to hear. We thank you for the authority that you have given us as we go throughout our day. And most of all, God, we thank you for the new grace and the new mercy that you have given us. Father, we thank you for all these things in Jesus' name. We pray amen. amen amen so ladies how's everybody doing it's been about three weeks since we all been able to get together how's everybody doing fabulous right that is awesome 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 so did anybody i'm telling you i'm gonna start off with telling everybody what i you know learned um welcome sue i'll tell everybody like what god has been really teaching me in the last few weeks, as you all know, I just went into my Jubilee year. <sighs> yes, congratulations. <laughs> That's right. New so beginnings, new journey. Yes, yes. So it was an awesome experience. And I just, you know, really a few weeks prior to going into that Jubilee mark, you know, God was just really working on me and he was just really telling me a lot of things. One, he was talking to me about truth and we all know the word of God is truth, but he was breaking it down even more. So he said, well, you can't get to my truth if you can't get to your truth. I said, oh, okay. And some of you, you may have, you know, heard me say this before, you know, in conversations that we've had over the last few weeks. And then the biggest thing, and I don't know if I shared this with everyone when he was talking about control. Because control people control what they fear. Yep. And I said, okay. And I'm in the shower and God tell him, he said, people control what they fear. I said, okay, God. He said, he said, well, if you try to control what you fear, then you don't trust me. And I said, whoa. That, now that's something right there. Now that, mm -hmm. that's taking it to another level. And I don't think people really think about how much in human behavior we control. So I had to go, as always, I'm going to use me in an example. I had to take what the things that I do throughout the day to see how much I actually control because in our human behavior, without thinking and without thought, we probably do try to control a lot of things. Mm -hmm. So how do we get to the point where we absolutely release our will to God's will? Because that goes back to uh, ACD, accountability, commitment, and discipline. You got to be accountable, committed, and disciplined in it. And this is really interesting. So, you know, um, one thing that I don't know who I was sharing it with, but one thing I like to do is I like to drive. And some say, well, that might be controlling. Well, you know what? You're right. It is. It is absolutely a controlled thing because I don't want anybody else who got anything driving with any crazy driving me around. So I, but that's just a small, you know, example of what God was giving me. So I had to think about, I'm like, wow, you know what? If you really think about the things that we go throughout the day with, how much do we really control and really don't trust God? Thoughts. Okay. Sue, give me some thoughts. 
Okay, sound like Sue's having some technical difficulties. Yeah, I can't now, get off mute. Sorry oh. about that. <laughs> no, there you are. <laughs> yeah, I can. Um, I can relate with the control issue um, or concern, where you really have to turn it all over to him if you're going to completely want to trust him and want him to trust you. You know, it's, 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 it's gotta go both ways. And I know for me, um, it's with finances sometimes. And if I can't trust myself with finances, how is God going to trust myself with finances if I can't trust him to supply my finances? Hmm. And you done brought a whole nother perspective in here. Because <laughs> you brought up a very good point. How is it, and we're going we gonna to let whomever else want to speak, because I hear somebody else in the background want to talk. We are going, now think about it. You said it. How can we completely trust, how can we let God trust us if we can't completely trust him? Mm-hmm. That's a very, that's a very, that's a very good point. Because again, they're not our people. They're God's people. Mm-hmm. It's not our ministry. It's God's ministry. It's not our kingdom. It's his kingdom. Absolutely. And you very, you bring up a very, very good point, Sue. That is so true. How can God trust us with his people? How can he trust us as disciples to walk as he walked if we don't trust him in the thing? And I think one thing that a topic, you know, that has been going on for years and years and years since the beginning of time is probably um, 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 tithe and offering. Mm-hmm. offering. And a lot of people don't trust God, like you said, with they don't trust themselves or they don't trust God with the finances, whichever one there's a breakdown in it. Mm-hmm. You release it. And I know at the time when I was going to a church here um, in the Atlanta area, I had no problem. Like I was, I was absolutely excited to write my check. Absolutely excited to write my check. And this was probably back in 2002, 2003. And I, and I not even without thinking about it, I was excited to write my check to this church. And then because through this church, I felt like I was getting my strength that this minister was building me up. Um, I came down here. I didn't have a job, but you know, through my faith, I was able to get a job. So when I got the job, I really didn't have a problem tithing to this church because even though I didn't know what it was, but my spirit was connecting to it. Does that make sense? Absolutely. This is before I knew where God says, bring your tithes and offerings to the storehouse or where you're fed. Because then later when I came back down here, when I left, I came back and I was attending another church. I wasn't so pleased about giving my tithes to this church. It was like I was doing it because I felt like I had to. But now just going back to what Sue said, it was the point where I knew I wasn't being fed and that's fine, but it's important to get somewhere where you can be fed because you can't be in this earth and not be fed because you're going to get swallowed up and you really want God to trust you so that you can have his blessings because God, I mean, each and every one of us, we know that our canvases is written out. We know it's Mm -hmm. already written out from the beginning to the end, all of God's blessings. But like you said, how can he release 
the mega blessings to us if he can't even trust us with ten dollars or how is it and i go back to it i think i share with you guys you know in our group chat when to annihilate those people keyword annihilate take them out nothing left <laughs> get rid of them but saul lost his kingmanship to david because he didn't follow the instruction right right so even in something that god knows what's best the key thing is do you trust god enough to obey or to be obedient in the instructions that he gives us because that's all still going back to control you're trying to control how god is going to bless you that's funny you're going to try to control how god is going to bless you siobhan thoughts well it was definitely um an issue for me as far as like with my tithes and offering because again as you said i never felt that i was being fed in the places that i was that's why it was such a struggle for me to pay my tithes and offering because they give you just enough well, for me anyway, it, they would give me just enough to sustain me for that day. I go to church on Sunday and I was good on Sunday, but Monday came and I was struggling again. But when I got to a place to where I was being fed and I could get some understanding and I could use it in my everyday walk, it became easier for me to pay my tithes and offering because I could understand what was going on and what was happening and I could understand and I could use the principles that were being taught to me mm. because if you're being taught if you're being given something and you don't know how to use it like if you you've never used a knife and fork before and you're given a knife and fork and then you're just left to your own devices you don't know what to do so you end up using a fork when she, you should be using a knife or a knife when you should be using a fork you don't know how to apply the principle mm. So I began to learn how to apply the principles of godliness and holiness and righteousness and use what God was giving me. And in that, it was easier for me to pay my tithes because I knew from which my blessings were coming from. And I'm not talking about as far as like material blessings, but my spiritual blessing, my spiritual awakening, my spirit being taught how to function over my physical. Now, now, Siobhan, and that's a great point that you brought up and if you don't mind can you share with the how long did that take you oh my gosh years <laughs> it took a very long time i'm and, not even gonna lie to you it took a very long time and it's still a process and it, it absolutely is it yeah. is absolutely still a process it's, it's an everyday ongoing thing because you have to choose every day and it says choose ye this day who you will serve and some days are easier than others. Some days are tougher than others. But you have to, it's an ongoing process. It's not just something that you do and be done and it's done. Oh, well, I did it this day. So it's done forever. No, you have to constantly and continuously choose what it is that you're going to do. Because every day you have options. God gave us free will. So you have a choice in everything that you do. You can choose to obey. You can choose not to obey. You can choose to get up and dust yourself off, take the dirt from your, dust from your feet and keep moving, or you can choose to wallow in it. It's your or, choice, but you have to choose. Or you can choose to control the situation or not to control the situation. 
everything is a choice. The great, you know, God gave us all free will. So yeah, you're ab- you're absolutely you're absolutely right. Um, I just thought it was just uh, it's just interesting how you know, um, and I just keep hearing it. What's your truth? What's your and truth? the only way you're going to achieve any of that is by studying. You have to study. You have to constantly wake up and read His Word. You have to constantly read His Word before you go to sleep. You have to constantly. Pray because it's not going to happen overnight. It's a process. So it can take, like you said, it took years, Siobhan, but it's going to take a while. And in order to learn the principles, to apply them, you have to, you have to know his word. So you have to learn his word. You have to read his word and you can read the same scripture over and over and over. Like you don't just read one scripture and like, okay, I got that one. Move on to the next one. Always recap, always refresh your mind and read it again because every time you read you get a different revelation Mm -hmm. so it's a process it just it it takes a lot of time to just you know really focus hone in and 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 read it and read it in the morning read at night pray throughout the day even look at it at lunchtime like you just that's what's going to help get there not faster but more quicker than you know not reading it at all mm-hmm. and not studying it at all so right. it's, it's just a process right it's a Absolutely. process because I'm a control freak I've been told that all my life I already know I am so I'm trying to learn to just okay woosah let it go he's got it and I'm farther than where I was years ago but I still have a ways to go. Well, uh, and okay, yes, you're absolutely right. And you're right. God says study to show thyself approved. So that is absolutely a great point to bring in. Because every time you read the word, like you said, just to recap, you know, you it's, what you read, if you read um, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Well, what you read at 20 is not how you're going to read it at 30. Right. You know, so because you grow from faith to faith, so you get a different revelation out of right. God's word, and that's growing into Him. And you're absolutely right. But I do want to touch on the word, the two words you just said, control freak, because I have been told that I'm a control freak as well. Mm-hmm. So I had to deep dive this thing, and I'm only using me as an example. Mm-hmm. I had to really deep dive this thing because, you know, I've heard it several times from multiple people saying mm-hmm. I was a control freak. Right. And I had to just deep dive, and I said, well, is it that I'm a control freak or I just control what goes on in my atmosphere? That's my question. That that was, that was going to be my question. How do you distinguish between controlling a situation and controlling your atmosphere and what happens in your atmosphere? How do you distinguish between the two and not cross that line into trying to do God's work? Exactly. Because think about think of think about it now. I want you to really think about it because people told me this all my life that I was a control freak. And mm-hmm. I and at one particular time when it was said, I said, Well, let's think about this. Because a control freak is a person who controls everything, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I only control when it involves me. Mm-hmm. Okay. You understand what I mean? Mm-hmm. I now I have now we all have children. I don't control my child. Mm-hmm. I may recommend or suggest some things to my child, but I don't necessarily control my child. Right. Agreed. And, 
And I think, you know, when people say things to us like that, that we're a control freak mm-hmm. or um, what was that word? Oh, one person told me, um, they said, oh, wow, I didn't know you were so condescending. And I was like, really? <laughs> I never heard that one before. But again, it's about people and, and where they are and how they perceive things. Right. Because a lot of people that call you control freaks are people who don't have any control in their life at all. Right. They don't have any boldness. They don't have any guts. And this is just my opinion. This ain't written anywhere. This ain't one-on-one. I got the book manual right. for control freaks. This is just my opinion. If you if you calling me a control freak, then there's something in you that's not, that you either insecure about who you are or you like, or you may lack boldness. But there's a reason why somebody will call you a control freak. But it's not that. It's just the fact that when it comes to me and the things that are around my atmosphere, I have a choice to either do it or not to do it. Right. And here's the thing. Oh, I hear you, Holy Spirit. Here's the thing. A lot of people aren't bold enough to say no. A lot of people aren't bold enough to say yeah. A lot of because the Bible says, let your yeas be yeas mm-hmm. and your nays be nays. Mm-hmm. And because you have that boldness, it's just like Satan is trying to put that negative connotation on you but really that's you being in control being in control of of what you're going to allow to vex your spirit Mm -hmm. what are you going to allow in your atmosphere and what you are going to allow to happen to you unless there's some underlying things that you may have control over that we don't know about but I'm saying for me Right. I don't control anybody in my circle. I don't be like, you better not do that. If you do that, you ain't gonna talk to me no more. To me, that's things like control. I don't, I guess I need to look up the definition of control because I maybe I don't understand it, but I don't try to control. I can't control what what is happening to me. Right. Like I said about me driving. I always, yes, I am a driver. It's very seldom you catch me on passenger side. And mm-hmm. if you catch me on a passenger side, Sue, you might want to take a picture. Because it ain't too often that I be on the passenger side. <laughs> now, Sue has had, Sue has driven me around before. It's, it's more than once. Mm-hmm. It's more than once. But again, I know Sue. I know her spirit. And I know she's not going to drive me into no manipulation. She's not going to drive me to nothing spiritually crazy. I know that. Mm -hmm. And it really is a breath of fresh air when I can sit on, you know, her passenger side. So, but me driving on to, yeah, I probably am a little bit controlled because everybody doesn't. And again, it's a trust day. Everybody don't focus when they behind the wheel. Nope. Not at all. You know, and so everybody, and I, I mean, it's sad to say, but Everybody's not gifted to drive. Nope, they sure are. You know, they. I've been driving since I was nine years old, and I'm not saying, you know, I'm the be all, be all of drivers, but I do know that when you drive, you have to drive all four sides. Right. You got to drive on the right, the left, the front, the back. You might want to even drive diagonally because it's things around you in all in all directions. So you have to pay attention to everything. Yep. You know. Some people don't even believe in using side mirrors. Some. You know, Nobody does. <laughs> they don't believe in turning their neck. They don't believe in doing nothing but that phone. They're always right. on that phone. Yes. And, you know, 
for me, I use side mirrors, but very seldom do I use a rear view mirror. Because mm-hmm. even my brother pointed out that he said, you always got your rear view mirror cocked down where you looking in the mirror. And I think somebody said, why is your mirror always like that? And for the most part, I really don't use my rear view mirror because I was taught growing up to use my side mirror. I can see everything I need to see in that side mirror. Now, I can feel when something's coming up on me in the back, ironically enough, that I can just feel. I can tell when something's getting close, then I can adjust my rear view mirror. But for the most part, even if I'm backing in a parking space, side mirrors. I don't use Lord knows, mirror. yes. <laughs> I don't use I don't use I don't use I don't use um uh, a rear view mirror. I just don't. You know, I've been in a car without a rear view mirror before, so I think you know, I kind of got accustomed to it. <laughs> You know, because I'm like, God, because when something is taken away from you, you adapt to something else, mm-hmm. you know, so definitely. But, um, yeah, that control thing is interesting. So I don't think that you're a control freak. I just think you just like things that happen to you in your life in decency and order. Right. Siobhan. Yes. What's your thoughts on it? And I'm coming to you next, Sue. Well, I need to learn to control my atmosphere because I know that there's nothing else around me that, I mean, anything outside of my atmosphere, I have no control over. So I am learning to control my atmosphere. And when I say that, what I'm learning, what go, what I say goes, as far as I'm concerned, what I allow in, what I don't allow in, what I let allow into my spirit, what I receive and what I don't receive in my heart. That's the only thing that I'm able to control. Mm-hmm. And that's only through the grace of God with his understanding. Because if you don't have that, you may end up blocking out the wrong thing and letting in the wrong thing. Or blocking out the right thing and letting in the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. So that's even true. you still have to go to God and through the grace and mercy of God. And so even in that, you have no control. <laughs> you still have no control because it's still you still have to go to God. Okay, God, am I supposed to do this? Am I supposed to do that? Do I do do I say this? Do I say that? So that's that's about the only thing that you actually really can control. And I tr- I tried so much to control things around me because as you said, Kel, in my life growing up, I had no control over anything. Everything was either done to or for me. So I had no control and I was screaming out okay well if I can't do that then I'm gonna do this well if I can't do this I'm gonna do that so now that I know that there are there's nothing that I actually control and I've surrendered my will to God's will I'm good with it mm-hmm. yeah and Sue, let people do what they do yeah Sue what's your thoughts um I'm definitely gonna agree with uh the driving and being a passenger Mm-hmm. Um, very intentional of who rides in my car and ride with. Oh yeah. Um, I've gone for, and you know, at some point, um, a while, a long time ago, I'm like, if I, am I being, you know, too odd about this? Um, but I just that was one in control of was. I want to be able to get out of a place and leave when I want to leave and not be waiting on someone to ride with, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, 
depending on what environments I'm going into and if I'm going in certain environments. Um, so mm-hmm. I can definitely agree. I can definitely agree on I driver and not the passenger. And it really depends with who. Um, mm-hmm. So <laughs> thank you for... Um, but also, um, I do like controlling my environment. I, and I know I have been, you know, labeled, you know, you're such a controller or control freak. Um, not often, but enough uh, to where I'm like, no, I just like the things the way that I like them, you know. And if, you know, I don't want certain things to happen in my house or, you know, have certain or you know, I have a right to stand up and speak up. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think people take it like, like, you know, um, you know, when they use, like she said, control free, people take it to the wrong extreme because you have to really hone in and look, like we said, have to deep dive in it. And like you said, you like to control your atmosphere, who comes in your house, who's in your vehicle. I mean, that's your right. That's your choice. That's your will. And if you're not, and you know that somebody vexes your spirit, that might not be a person you want to be riding with. And you definitely mm-hmm. don't want to be driving with them because you don't sure. know if they might go cuckoo for Cocoa Puzzle. You don't know what mm-hmm. Satan might say to them in their left ear and you be, mm-hmm. in, a, you be in a store somewhere, you know? Because Satan yep. might say, drive in the store. Right. And then there you be. So, yeah, it's definitely. And um, I just heard, I just heard the Holy Spirit say this to me. And the thing that people fail to realize is this. God knows our heart in everything that we do. God knows our heart. He knows our heart. Right. So he even tells us in his word. So a man thinketh, so is he, right? As a man thinketh, so is he. So God already knows in your heart who you really are. I, I believe where people tend to forget is that he knows that. And you're trying to fool God. You can't fool the one who created you. <laughs> you know? Because he knows our hearts. He knows. And again, it goes back to when he said, you know, knowing your truth to get to his truth. Or like Sue said, how about God trusting us? You know, how do we? How does he trust us if we can't trust him? But he knows our heart. And I think it was something I had read the other day on the scripture when it said, um, when he was talking about, he picked David, and even though David had his flaws, he still trusted David. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because we'll all have our flaws, but the thing about it is, can God trust you with his kingdom? Can he trust you with his people? Can he trust you to carry out an instruction? No matter how oddly, and I keep going back to Samuel, when he told Saul to annihilate those people. If God tells you, I want you to go over here and I want you to annihilate these people and I'm going to show you how to do it, how many people are really going to do it? Right. That's a good, that's a question. Because annihilate means to take out. To remove from the face of the earth. And some people may think, well, God would never tell us that. Well, why wouldn't he? He told him, he told, he told, he told Saul that. But he told him that for a reason. Or the simple fact is, which I love, I love this parable because again, trusting God, knowing it, knowing your truth and getting to God's truth, God has a plan for all of us. 
he has a plan for all of us. And I was just talking to someone this morning and we were talking about at the end of the day, you can't stop God's plan. Jesus knew that Judas was going to betray him. Judas's purpose was to betray Jesus, right? right. Or does everybody not know that? Yes. Yeah. So even though Jesus knew that this prophet who walked, with, I mean, I'm sorry, this disciple who walked with him, who sat at the table and broke bread with him, he still knew that he was going to betray him with a kiss. He knew that. And in him knowing that, he still had to go to the cross. Did he not? He did. And mm-hmm. when they when they beat him, put those that rose, those thorns on his head, that crown of thorns on his head, and whipped him, Jesus had the power to come off of that cross if he chose to. Because somebody said it. Well, if you're the Messiah, take yourself off the cross. But he knew what his purpose was. But they try to control it because I'm sorry to interrupt you. Oh, they, try to, they try to control it because they don't have the patience. Remember this morning I posted in there, uh, God said, wait on the Lord, right? The word said, wait on the Lord. Yes, wait patiently on the Lord. They try to control it because if they let go and let God, they're like, okay, God, you're taking too long. So I'm going to go ahead and handle this because you're taking too long. So it all ties back into patience. Mm, they good. not patient enough to wait on him. He didn't right. say he was going to do it in our time. He said he's going to do it in his time. Right. His time is not our time. Mm-hmm. So that's what just came to mind when I was thinking about this. I had to say it before I forget because that's exactly what it was. That's that's what, what, what just came to my mind. I'm sure it's the Holy Spirit that told me that. Yeah. Because it all ties back to that scripture that I put this morning. Wait on the Lord. Wait patiently. Mm-hmm. Who has patience? I don't even know how to spell the word, so I know I don't. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah, I know how to spell it, but I'm just saying. I, right. And that, yeah. and, you're absolutely, and you're absolutely right. And I definitely I definitely can testify that. God would tell me something, and I'm like, okay, Lord, I did. I'm ready. Right. You know, I didn't did this step. I'm ready for the next step. Right. And somewhere along the line, I didn't do it right. Or maybe I have to do it and just wait on the results to come. Right. You know? Right. You have to do it. Because like you said, what we've considered, and I'm just using me as an example, what I consider him doing something in nine years could be a blink of an eye to him. Right. It could be in a blink of an eye. So it goes back to really trusting God and can God right. and tr- right trusting God but how do you get to the point where you can trust God is you got to be like we said before you have to be able to get to your truth so you can get to the truth right because if you if you're living something that's not right well how can you get to God's truth right and I'm not saying this for a fact but I'm just saying that can potentially make you a hypocrite yep and God knows your heart. So God knows if you're a liar. He knows if you're a manipulator. He knows if you're a hypocrite. He knows if you're walking with the Antichrist. He knows if you're walking with the false prophet. And it does, and he didn't say you got to go and, 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 sp- and put it on a, a bulletin board, a billboard. He didn't say that. He said, cast it on me. Tell me about it. 
Because once you tell him about it, and guess what? Now he can, now he can, now he can work with you, right? Because you're not in denial about your truth. You are not in denial about your truth, and that's a beautiful thing. Because God loves us, He absolutely loves us. He loves us. He's a jealous God. He don't want nothing to come before Him. And he's serious when he says, touch not my anointing and do my prophet no harm. He is very serious. He is very serious about that. And that in, in, in all of the all, he said, you just do, and I'm paraphrasing, you do what I tell you to do. I got everything else. And yeah. I think that goes back to what we were talking, what you were saying, Sue, about us trusting God. Because God said, vengeance is his. He said, vengeance mm-hmm. is mine, thus said the Lord. But we always want to try to get vengeance. Mm-hmm. You know, right. There's a scripture that has been more than real for me. And um, it's Exodus 14, 14. And it's the Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. And that means you just sit there because he's going to do all the work. He's going to fight. He's not. He doesn't want so it's basically saying, don't be impatient because your impatience won't win. Right. And I will, I recall um, a specific thing that I hadn't done. And uh, I was just at work one day and I was like, oh, I need to get that done. And it was something in my personal life. And I clearly heard and this was June of 2017, I clearly heard him say, wait. Mm. And, um, and so I did. I didn't know what that meant, but I was like, okay, I will. And everything revealed itself six months later mm. of why I was to wait. And um, the Lord blessed me tremendously for that Mm -hmm. Um, he uncovered things that I probably wouldn't have known about uh, had I not waited or if I had gone and done it the hard way which is my way I would (laughs) you know it it would have been a different outcome Mm -hmm. Um, but he blessed me and and after after that six months later on um well it was before that six months period passed um for some reason i just felt the holy spirit say go to this certain store and look for a sign to put in your bathroom and i went to that store and it was actually that scripture was waiting for me on a plaque. Mm. And that stays in my bathroom ever since then. So it's, That's awesome. it's, 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 a, it's a daily reminder. And, mm-hmm. it's a, and everything that I've gone through since then, it's a daily reminder that he's got this. And he has already gone before us. He comes back with the head of our enemy in the battle of our victory. 
and it, it, it's already done. Uh-huh. We just have to wait to see it to fruition. And it can be six months. It can be six years. It could be 40 years. That's or it could say. be 40 <laughs> years. Indeed. It's his time, not our it's time. It's his time, not our time. time. That's right. And it's so, and it's, but you know, you just said something, Sue, that just reminded me. I don't know, and I'm sure I, I believe everyone on the panel has had this experience, but isn't it a wonderful feeling when you can hear God's voice and he tells you to go into a store and to go down this aisle and to get this thing or to look for this and it be there? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a wonderful experience. <laughs> it's just like, thank you, Lord. It's like, thank you, one, that I have the ear to hear. Thank you, Lord, because I followed your instruction and I was blessed in following your instruction. And it's like, who who wouldn't want to live that life? Mm -hmm. Who wouldn't want to live that life? Or, you know, um, you know, the fact that um, listen, she was looking for something and she was so determined she was going to find it. And it seemed like she couldn't find it. And she texted me. She said, I'm still looking. And that night, I said, Lord, please let her find the detergent that she's looking for. <laughs> and no sooner, I mean, I, I prayed the night before, and she texted me the next day. She's in her, she found it. She had it in her cart. Mm-hmm. And I'm just thinking, like, wow, what a wonderful God. Mm-hmm. What a wonderful friend we have in Jesus. What a wonderful God we serve. Mm-hmm. He left us his comforter. So we should never have to go without. Mm-hmm. And it's just so good just to be in his His grace and his mercy and to fulfill. To uh, No, not to fulfill, to have to manifest things on earth as it is in heaven. It's a wonderful place to be. And I get it. Like, you know, Siobhan says, some days are harder than others. But when you think about it and you look at it, you're like, wow, that is awesome. Or the fact where God tells you to walk up to a stranger and tell a stranger to tell them this. Mm-hmm. Now, I think that's a real challenge of the faith. Because mm-hmm. you're like, row, am I telling the person right? <laughs> am I hearing this right? And, you know, mm. I don't know if I've ever shared what I was, you know, walking from Kroger and God said, Tell that young lady I heard her prayer. And I was like, what? I was like, uh-uh. I was like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I kept right on pushing my cart. <laughs> and I wasn't even, I wasn't even probably three feet. I passed her. I probably went three feet from her. And I heard it again. Tell her I heard her prayer. I was like, uh-uh. I was like, I'm tripping. It's hot. I'm trying to move. <laughs> I was like, uh-uh. And maybe that, that, that. Tell her I heard her prayer. So I was like, oh my God. I was like, okay, now I'm going to drive the car up there. I said, if she's still there, she's like, now, bake, now I got to pump myself up. If she's still there, when I get my car up there, then I go up there and I tell her. Mind you, this is in the middle of COVID. So I, get, I pull my car, you know, in front of her car, and I get out and I knock on the window and I'm like, and she's looking at me. 
And she rolls down the window and I said, ma'am, I said, greetings in the spirit of the Lord. I said, as I was walking by, God said he heard your prayer. This lady started jumping up and down. She, I mean, she was, she was going for it. She jumped out of that vehicle, out of that truck. She said, oh my God, may I hug you? And, I, and she like broke my neck. Mm-hmm. Like literally, because she was so excited. She was so excited. So, you know, and then God has just shared so much about the things she was going through, sharing about her kids and everything. And literally, that's when God really began to reveal to me that he had, that the that the ministry he has really is a marketplace ministry. Yes, the four walls is good. That's where you go. You get fed. But you got to come out here into the marketplace. Yep. You have to come be out. You have to come from behind the walls and you have to go into this marketplace and walk as he walked and do things that he did. And he said, I wish that you would do greater things than I. So when we see people, it is, I don't want to say our duty, but we should have the responsibility. If the Holy Spirit unctions us <coughs> to give somebody a word, we should give them that word because it's not really for us. It's for God's glory. It's for God's glory. And I will share with everyone on this line and every ear that is listening, the hardest thing that I had to do in this walk was to get out of my way. Yep. I continuously stayed in my way because I took every fiery dart. I took every spear that was thrown at me, every rock that was thrown at me, every spit that was spit on me. I was taking it personal. And God said, Come here. Let me talk to you. It has nothing to do with you. It's not about you. It's about what I placed in you. It's about the me that's in you. They're not coming after you personally. They're coming after me that's in you. And I think some, and I believe that when we get frustrated or when things are happening, we, we forget what our true purpose is. And I think we talked about it three weeks ago, four weeks ago, the last time we were on the line. Is God really getting the glory in all that we're doing? So when you stick up your middle finger at somebody who's on the road, is that God's glory? Unless he told you to. (laughs) I'm just saying. I just want to be clear. Now, if he, you know, because, you know, even, and, you know, it's so sad. Oh, I hear you, Holy Spirit. It's so sad because we take our kids to the amusement parks. And what's the one ride that everybody likes to get on? Them daggone bumper cars. Now, I was saying the bumper cars. Oh, okay. And they get on them bumper cars. Oh, you bump me. I got to bump you. Oh, you bump me. I got to bump you. You bump me. Now, now that's really not teaching our kids what should be right, right? Right. Because <laughs> he said that somebody, you know, somebody sloppy turned the other cheek. That's a hard, that's a hard lesson. But mm. without even thought, we teach our kids, well, if they do something to you, you do something to them. If they push you, you push them. Well, not everybody teaches their kid that, but right. a, but a lot of people, but some people really believe that, mm-hmm. you know, or they might say, well, you know, she gave me $50 for my birthday, so I'm gonna give her $50 for her birthday. Well, that still ain't God mm-hmm. because you're only doing it because it was done unto you, but are you really giving it in a cheerful way? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So we just have, sometimes we have to slow it down. And I think, you know, every podcast that we talked about, we just have to really just like slow it down and just really look 
what God has for us. What purpose? What is our purpose? What are we walking in? Are we are we controlling this? Are we being disciplined in this? Are we being accountable and committed to what God is saying? And can He trust us with His kingdom? Because He said many are called and few are chosen. But can He really? He chose us. We didn't choose Him. Can He really trust us with His people, His kingdom? So that he gets the glory in all that we do. And I think that's the question that we constantly have to ask ourselves when we're in this hustle and bustle, when we're in this world system, this Babylon system, when we, you know, um, when people come, they're not coming for us. They're coming for the God that's in us. Not to take it personally, not to wear our feelings on our sleeve because our emotions, our feelings, our five senses are only for here when we're in earth. They don't even, we don't even use them in the spiritual realm. You don't even have no control in the spiritual realm for real. I don't. I don't know about anybody else. I don't. Most of the time I'm walking around, I'm watching, I'm seeing. Um, but most of my, it's my spirit. It's not me. It's not my flesh. It's my spirit. So, yeah. Any other thoughts, ladies? None? Zero? Zilch? Just keep refreshing. Reading it every minute. Just spend two minutes with God. Two minutes in the morning. Two minutes in the evening. Or two minutes at lunch. Whatever. Okay. Get there. It's a slow progress. I think we could do six minutes. Six minutes. Six minutes, God, you're on. We can do that. It don't have to be Dougie. It can be God. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a process. It takes a minute. Yeah, I like that. So it takes practice. Yeah, commit six minutes a day and spend time with God. You can spend longer, but God is. But like you said, there's no time limit. Uh-uh. There's no time limit. This was absolutely fabulous. This was a great talk. Thank you, ladies, so much for joining. Uh, Sue, won't you take us out in prayer? Father God, thank you for this fellowship with this group. Lord, I pray for everyone who has been listening to this podcast tonight that um, they will seek a refreshment from the Lord mm-hmm. and relationship and a understanding of who they are called to be and Christ vision. Lord, I bless each one of these ladies on the call and let us together and individually grow in Christ's strength. In Jesus name. Amen. 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 Love you ladies. Thank you so much for joining and we'll talk soon. All right. Love y'all. Love you guys. Bye.